Welcome back to the Cantina MX Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jaime Landeros. On today's episode, we are going to address the International Federation of Football for History and Statistics because they ranked Liga MX as number 29th in the world. Some drama surrounding Funes Mori popping positive for COVID and still playing, according to the outlets. Chivas off to a very bad start, losing to Atletico San Luis. And uh, Chofis Lopez finally signs for San Jose Earthquakes under Matias Almeida. That and much more on tonight's episode. Uh, keep in mind the IFFHS, the International Federation of Football for History and Statistics, uh, recently came out with a list ranking the top 10 you know, leagues, well, the top 80 leagues in the world. Uh, the usual suspects on top with Italy, England, Brazil, Spain, Germany, Portugal, France. But then it gets a little bit wonky. In the eighth spot, they put Paraguay. Uh, ninth spot, they put Argentina. And then rounding the 10th spot was Ecuador. Very suspicious, very questionable ranking. And you got to go all the way to the 29th spot to see Mexico ranked 29th. Uh, just below Cyprus and just above Uruguay. And uh, I'll, I'll just say this in regards to the IFFHS. Carl Lennertz, a sports historian and professor at the University of Cologne, Germany, called the organization obscure, describing it as a one-man show of its founder, Alfredo Poge. The IFFHS rankings and their significance have been a matter of criticism and the largest German news agency refused to publish them. Furthermore, it has been stated that the rankings of the IFFHS are not official, and it's an award that they barely serve merely for publicity. And with that, we'll get on with the rest of the show. Uh, I just thought it was an interesting way to start the you know the podcast. Mexico being ranked 29th, according to some guy in a basement from Germany. Um as of right now, uh, I did mention uh, when we started the podcast, uh, Cruz Azul uh, scored. Uh, they're up 1-0 against Pachuca. And uh, there's been a lot of drama since our last episode. Uh, four teams did not play this weekend, and that was due to you know Rayados having 19 players that were uh, uh, sick with COVID. And so America didn't play because uh, they had played uh, Rayados. So Juarez didn't play. Uh, and also... Um, uh, Leon. So four teams had to sit out and watch the rest of the league play. And something that is already causing drama is the fact that Funes Mori played with COVID and Aguirre knew about it. I don't know how true that is, though. I think that's just drama. I don't know, man. I found the video, and it's 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 just one dude, though, man. So it's it's totally. Oh no, actually, it's, it was a retweet. So they're saying that he he celebrated the goal, like every. Okay, so he went off. He scored the penalty. He went off to the side and celebrated, and then all his other players were coming at him. And when they came at him, he sort of like ducked his head towards the ground. He was like looking at the ground mm. um, while they were surrounding him and hugging him, um, which I mean doesn't really make sense at all, but people are saying this is just rumors. Speculation, also. yeah. Yeah, speculation that, that he he knew he had it, so he sort of like moved his head down to not get his players or whatever. And then he came out, of course, and said that why are you guys being all uh, 
you know, causing all these uh, rumors and stuff that it's, you know, you got to be respectful of the of the disease. <laughs> so he pretty much said it's it's false. And then this whole Aguirre stuff, that sounds bogus as well. I told you guys, uh, you know, before the season started, don't be surprised if Aguirre gets fired within the year, not because of performance, but because of, you know, things outside. What? I'm just saying, man, no, like. You're that's, forgetting. You're forgetting. That's a fire. You're forgetting they drove a dump truck full of money. Hey, that's a fireball offense, not, though. No, they, you don't pay that much money to bring Aguirre and then you sack him. You know who you sack? The people that brought him. Those guys go first, man. Um, that's just too much money. I, he'll, he'll stay at least two years. But at that point, would that even be up to Rayados? Because... I feel like if you play a player that you knew going into the game was positive, I mean, that goes to the federation. That's not even the, the club's decision, man. I think like that's like a fireable offense. If like, and not, and not just like either, but I like anybody that was involved with that, like, yo, you can't, like you guys knew about this and you, st- it's like, you know, you have sex with a girl and you have AIDS and you didn't tell her, bro. Like that's like, you go to jail for that, bro. You just- no, not, not in California. <laughs> not in California. The, the, no, it's true. The, the, the governor, he, he, he actually, he made a law where it's like, it's tolerant. No long- oh you my used God. to, you used to, you used to before. And now it's, he, <laughs> he ruled against that, which I was like, I don't, I don't you can't know how dis- that even. You can't huh? discriminate. It's discrimination, dude. You can't be. You got to be more tolerant. No, that's not discrimination. <laughs> that's just checked wow. up. Like, <laughs> no, you have to disclose <laughs> that, bro. Well, not anymore. Um, like, but like, like but, I said, like that, man, you, go over, that <laughs> you go over. You go over their way, head. We're going way outside. Not so much. No, um, yeah. No, I, I think I think if there was more truth to it. I think the club that he played against was America. They would have they would have already filed a complaint, you know, because that that would be part of it, not just with Huerta, maybe, you know, licking his chops and and just doing his rumors mm. um, or wherever it came out of. But I, I think if there was if it was more valid, I I do think because you you could I I think they could make a case where they would probably. Um, you know, maybe even get the three points. Hey, that's a good, uh, that's a very good uh, thing you bring up, you know. America, yeah. America being America will find anyway, <laughs> you know. But, I mean, that that should be an automatic. All right, if, if it ends up being true, uh, they should definitely be like, all right, well, you guys have to forfeit the, the match, you know, because uh, you guys played like an ineligible player. And then yeah. maybe even get some suspension and maybe like, I don't know, some points deducted. You know, I'm just thinking about like extreme measures, but. That's, that's how Querétaro was relegated. Um, when they had the rule for you had to, you had to put in the youth and they didn't meet, they didn't meet the, you know, the minutes. I don't, I don't. Oh, yeah. At the end of the season, because okay. they didn't do minutes, they deducted points and they they ended up getting a relegation. But yeah, that would be a big thing. I don't know if it's been discussed um, within the league of like, if you knowingly field players that are sick. But I, I think if the 
if the clubs were to, you know, go go meet up and make a demand, they, they could. I got they more information. Points. Let's hear it. Had more info. I got more information. So they interviewed Dulio Davino, and he said that Monterrey is, or the team, the players are told not to hug each other, to use cubrebocas, to not hug each other, and to take to take precautions. So in the celebration, he said that Funes Mori sort of like bowed his head mm. when they came to hug him and everything, which they're not supposed to do. And he blamed the players for going to hug him in the first place. I don't think he's not admitting that Funes Mori actually had it, but that they shouldn't be celebrating in that in that way. They're told not to do that, but you can't control things that are on the mm. when it's when it happens on the field. So that's just I didn't know that they told them not to celebrate and hug each other. Interesting. Um, I didn't know. So that's something. But yeah, I don't. I don't buy that. The, that that Funes Mori uh, knew he had it, or that uh, Aguirre knew he had it. I'm. Just, it's. it's I'm, yeah. It's coming from this guy, and I'm trying to find out, you know, what, how how uh, legit this dude is. This this. Uh, if, if anything that we should take away from this, whether it's true or not, is there needs to be more transparency on data. You know. I, and maybe it, it's out there and it's just not available to the public, but you know, for the clubs, man, like everybody involved, like, Hey, I need to see, I need to see your tests, you know, before, uh, like the game and all that stuff. And, you know, sim- like there needs to be like a chart, you know, like they need to have all the data. Cause who knows, you know, this could be just the beginning of, of, you know, another team doing the same thing. And, uh, you know, everyone's really competitive, especially in the beginning stages of this, of the season. And it's like, you'll do anything, you know, you'll do anything to just stay competitive. Um, there's players that like will play injured, you know, just cause they don't, they don't want to miss out on, on the starting 11 every week. So it's like, I'm sure there's a lot of players that are positive, but don't have any symptoms and it's not really affecting them physically. And they're like, Maybe they're they're trying to just like turn the other way and be like, hey, you know, just just put me in, coach. You know, <laughs> I won't say anything if no. you don't. <laughs> yeah, no, because I know. I wonder if how you know, like how Liga MX, how strict they are with with like the testing, and then like showing the results. Yeah, they might leave it to the. T- yeah, that's that's a good question. That's what I want to know. Also, I want to know how often they get the tests. How long do the results take to come back, and how often they uh, how often they test? Like they should make sure that everyone going in to play a game has tested positive the day before at least. Just from just from what I've seen from like Chivas, you know, because on social media and all that, they like they get tested like every day, like before they even go into the um, the infrastructure. Yeah. So they get tested every day. The question is how quickly those results turn around. Yeah. Well, there's there's the quick results. Oh. Uh, they they're not that effective. I mean, not effective. Uh, accurate. Accurate. They're not that accurate. Yes, correct. But there's some that you could test. But I think, like they they could do like a regular test, um, where it's like a few days before, mm-hmm. uh, and then before the match, and then do the do the quick one on match day. And that way you have two, and if, and that's that's just more, you know, you get a better picture. So yeah. I would, you know, I would prefer something like that. Yeah, like you get a you get the the big test two days before, 
and then you tell the players, okay, while this test is, the results are coming back, don't be doing anything. But so, so if you play Sunday, then you get it Friday, Friday night, don't do anything. Saturday night, don't do no, anything. No, and they have, they have a cheekies. Uh, they don't have to say, don't do anything. Um, you know, they have the um, concentration, you know, they'll have like. Yeah, stay, they'll stay just, in. They'll just quarantine. have them stay at whatever hotel. Yeah. Can't or even sometimes like leave they have their room their or own. anything. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes they have their own facilities, uh, but if not, they, they just run whatever, and and they just have them just there hanging out all day. Um, also, another another problem is like in Mexico. I don't know how serious it's really being taken, where you know people are still going all over the place without masks and stuff. And then another thing that I saw just now was um, apparently there's a video of when the players arrived uh, arrive at. Uh, uh, at the stadium or at practice, uh, there's a guard there that just sort of like takes their temperature while they're in the car. And, it, mm. you know, they said it, they said he does it for like one second and then that's it. And some of the players arrive without masks and stuff. And so they are saying that's really, but that's how long it takes for the temperature though. I have said to it at work. Yeah. You just we have the, like the gun and yeah. it's really fast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I even went to, a, I went to this place that had like a, I don't know what they had. It was like uh, they just told me step right there. A scan machine. Red. Yeah, with your hands. Yeah, they had like a. No, it just it hit. Uh, I don't know how it did it. They told me hey, just step right there. Oh, uh, it's like the um, it, like infrared. when the Xbox One came out, it came with the Connect. Uh, that thing had a heat thing, like a like a body temperature thing. Oh, damn. Yeah, well, like I w- I remember because like one of the demos I downloaded was like a like a workout. And like it, it could detect your body temperature, and uh, hey, you're you know you're not sweating enough, you know. You're not sweating. The intensities. You, you had and, a. It had a whole body like outline of it was. Creepy. I mean, you had a Zumba. You had a Zumba game. <laughs> Virtual Zumba. It was like trainers. It was like it was like a it was like a video, but like actual like you know known trainers. You know when people used to buy like their DVDs and stuff like, like the insane. Oh, they still do it. Yeah, they like P ninety X and all that. Yeah, the, but the right it w- now it's the peloton. Oh, yeah. Um, before we get sidetracked, really quickly, uh, and it's official. Cruz Azul uh, beat Pachuca on the road, one zero. And in the last, literally the last play of the game, Pachuca had a had a sitter. Like the goal was wide open, and he hit over the crossbar. So uh, damn, it was pretty bad, man. <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, let's go over some of the results real quick. We there's a lot of stuff we got to cover, even though it was a short week. Um, Atlético San Luis started things off on Thursday, and I told you before before the game last episode this is a must win for Chivas. They lost. They lost three one, and not only did they lose, but the intensity out there from Atlético was ridiculous. They outworked Chivas for ninety minutes. Man, it was embarrassing. And uh, I'm I'm already tweeting Fuera Vucetich on on Twitter, man. It's 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 already I've already lost my patience. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, three games in, dude. I, I just I've I've just been on this right too many times. It, it doesn't fade me, dude. Um, <laughs> you know, it's when they say you've you've had your heart broken too many times. It's it's stone cold now. Yeah, it's. it's so I mean, it it does suck though, you know, it it does suck uh, losing to teams like that are perceived, not perceived, but they are they are like much weaker, 
especially the last season were like very weak. And so, yeah, and, and you want the team to do good and, and, and it's, it's very disappointing, but it's just Liga MX has always been like that. I mean, Chiquis, Chiquis can uh, attest to this. His Pumas was also received a similar smack. Ganchazo, uh, Liga. Who, 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 <laughs> who they lose to? Uh, was it? Uh, Querétaro. Querétaro, man. So it was yeah. like almost the same, like your little brother kicking your ass. You know, um, that's, that's good. there need to be more people like you, Joel, though, that, that are that are not phased by these losses. I was having some fun with our friend Stray Goat. He posted yeah. uh, he posted something about every weekend I watch I watch or no every weekend I watch something just to be disappointed. And he was talking about Chivas, and I was like, <laughs> "You sound like you, you sound like an Atlas fan. Like, what's the difference?" Uh, so. The, uh, that Atlas is fan, true. Atlas fan is 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 hardened just like you. They probably they well they have gone through worse results for I was, a very very long time. But you know they don't seem to be faced. They don't have a Gonzalo version of Atlas fan. You know. Yeah. No. You know I was talking to uh, to uh, you know fellow Cantinero John the other day. I was asking him about Pumas. You know, and and what he expected for this season. Mm. And he said, "I'm just happy they're competitive." And I was like, see, that's that's how I think a lot of Chivarmanos should be, you know, because that was a team that, what they went, five tournaments in a row, no Liguilla, mm -hmm. and the season just started and already wants to fire the coach. So <laughs> it's like, come on, dudes. Well, uh, the only... The only difference, though, I would say, though, is Chivas has a lot better players, and there seems to be a lot more promise with the lineups and the signings that Chivas has, as opposed to Pumas, who doesn't have all these like hype, hype machines. Well, I mean, if you can't say better because what they achieve, you know, you're not doing it with a bunch of you know, no names. So you're you're telling me I to mean, lower my expectations? Ah. On the biggest club no. in Mexico? Come on, bro. We don't have that luxury. We don't have that luxury no. like other minnows, you know? Chivas are a big club. Chivas are the biggest They're, club in Mexico they, along with in America. Name and history. In, in name and history, but not... Yeah, but that's like, that's still the perception, man. It's it's even player though for player. It, I, I get it. It's like non M force in the 70s, you know? Like, they were a big club back then. But no, like, this is a big, big club. And... Uh, according, you know, that one of the biggest, uh, you know, payrolls in the league, and it's just it's un unexcusable. You know what I mean? Like we don't have that luxury. We we're not like a mid table club. You know, we we are a big club, and that's the demand. That's the expectation. You know, and and that's that's why we're angry, and that's why we set ourselves up for 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 failure because we have this perception. Even though reality is, it's not true. You know what I mean? If if we were going based on like recent results. Yeah, you know, Chivas are, are fading away. You know, they're not the club that, you, you know, they've been in the past. You know, it's like uh, that joke that John had, like the Haley's comment, it's every 10 years. And that's about right. You know, Chivas win a title every 10 years. But the perception and the demand and the pressure is still there, even though reality is not, you know, not true. No, it is. It is. I mean, but but to me, it's like, with with a club, you don't you don't go five tournaments, not qualifying to all of a sudden expecting to win titles. So my take's always been, 
become competitive and consistent enough that the team is qualifying to Liguilla, and I do think they will get there. And I know that the squad is one of the most expensive ones, but a lot of had to do with the inflated prices just because it's Mexican players. And yeah, just, just because like that many. Just because Chivas don't have a choice, they have to pay whatever the market is. And yeah, there's not that many, so clubs don't really want to let them go. And that doesn't always mean that because it's a jam. It's just, you know, it's it's just there's scarcity. So yeah, there, there you go. And and I think I think that's one of the mistakes Chivarmanos makes, where they see fifty million, sixty million, and and. And they go along with the media, which was overhyping Chihuahalacticos and all this stuff. And that's just, you know, they're just pumping sunshine and and over overhyping, overblowing uh, things up. So it's like Chiki said, the, the hype machine is there. And I think that. I, I just think it's like, all right, you know, uh, a year ago, then I was fired for this. He tied Leon, lost against Santos, lost against Puebla got fired. So, I mean, our season, I guess, has been somewhat better, you know, two draws and a loss. He wasn't wasn't even there for the first two games. Yeah, I know. He he was sick. So, it's like, okay, so uh, I believe we have Juarez next, although that might have been rescheduled. Um, If you lose against Juarez at home, I mean, at what point do you you run out out of excuses, you know? I do, I do think that he has a longer leash because he was able to bring Chivas to Ligia and he was able to, you know, beat America in that process and, and got to semis. I think like he has a little bit of of slack, but I mean, you lose against, uh, you know, Atleti and Juarez, and we and these were supposed to be easy matches. We haven't even started playing against the big names. We have after that we play Leon. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, this is this was supposed to be the the points that you were supposed to to take, and you're lo- like, yeah. Im- imagine when we play the big names, then we're gonna be in trouble. Well, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Because I mean, it's it's yeah, we could see it that way, where it's like you can't you can't beat you can't beat San Luis. What what chance do you have against Tigres and whatnot? And We've seen the opposite, you know, before where Chivas has beaten some of these stronger teams. Mm. So I think uh, it's just the craziness of how the league is. You know, it's it's uh, it can be very random. Yeah. And, I, 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 and, you know, some of these teams that look weak, a lot of times they're not that weak as they seem. Um, good example was San Luis when... No, no, not San Luis. It was Dorados. It was the year they were doing relegation. Uh, with they were doing the relegation battle with Chivas. That's Almeida's first full season, and Almeida couldn't win, but Dorados was like one upping them and losing. Pretty much, they lost like five or six in a row, you know, which gave Chivas this lifeline. But towards the end, um. They changed coach. I forgot who they brought in. His name skips my mind. But then all of a sudden, they're winning all these games. And it was like, damn, if this dude would have been there at the beginning, uh, just because of how the points go, Chivas would have probably been relegated. Um, But 
But yeah, we we've seen teams like that that just look super weak, and all of a sudden they're um they're doing way better. Which I think Mazatlan, didn't Mazatlan just win their last? Think they won their, uh, their Mas- match. Mazatlan beat Necaxa in the first match of the season, and then they ended up uh, losing to Pumas. And then uh, on on Friday they they tied against Santos, which is a pretty favorable result. You know? Yeah, and then people were expecting the worst, because especially because they have a boy um, as the coach. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean we we see some of this, and I I think um. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, it's not good, but it's not as as bad as to think that you know. The it's just an uninspiring. Again or, you know, I, I watched the game with my is. I watched the game with my dad, man. And it was it was it was frustrating to watch, you know, because <laughs> when you're when you're look when when you have pa- Paulo Barrera was looking like Messi out there. I mean, that's how bad it was. It was embarrassing. This guy's thirty three years old, washed up, playing in a That's team. Not that old. He, he should be playing in a you know in a second division team, and he was he was running circles around the defense. It was just embarrassing. It was so bad that Vucetich, uh subbed out uh, Chapo Sanchez like twenty minutes in the game, bro. It was that bad. Like he couldn't he he didn't even make it past the first half. That's how bad he was getting schooled by Pablo Barrera, man. It's just unexcusable but i'll leave it at that some other results in the league uh Cholos finally got their first goal of the season uh fidel uh fidel castro or sorry sorry fidel martinez uh he scored off a penalty kick and uh pueblo's at home tijuana a fun fact they still have not conceded a goal three three fixtures in so pretty interesting there uh, we talked about Mazatlan and Santos tied 0-0. Santos, another team that has not conceded a goal. And uh, Querétaro, uh, we talked a little bit about the, the match. Uh, they beat Pumas 2-0 yesterday. And one funny thing about the match is uh, both goal scorers in celebration put on a mask. And uh, I don't know if that was just like, hey, you know, just trying to send a message but i thought that was interesting it was brave brave and honorable <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right then why don't you just wear it the whole game then you know if you're trying to prove a point yeah. well it's just like a single like wearing it a whole like there's that one dude in uh was conca champions he wore the mask the whole game oh what and people, you didn't see that no I think it was one of the it was a Honduran team. He wore the mask the whole the whole game. Dang, and uh, yeah, everyone was talking about it and stuff. And so everyone's talking about this. So it is like a good little thing to yeah. just sort of say, okay, yeah, put on a mask or whatever. Little gimmick every now and then. I think it's just like it's it's more about the image, you know. It's like, oh, okay, you know, if these professional players are wearing it, then I should probably wear it too to go to the grocery store or something. Um, yeah. just reinforcing the message uh another thing that happened on on saturday atlas losing uh to tigres no surprise there however coco liso man i don't know why you guys sold him he scored another goal he's got two goals in three games and uh unfortunately uh he got it he got injured so we don't know how long he'll be out or if, if he'll even be eligible for the uh, club world cup 
But Coco Liso, man, he's been he's been doing big things. I'm sure that's hard to watch, Chiquis. Yeah, the th- the thing is, and Joel might know more about all this stuff. Is uh, like Pumas get some good players, but they can only hold them for so long. Mm. And uh, Tigres is a big club with uh, cash flow, so I'm sure you know. Yeah, they beat them out. Yeah, they could, no, they I, don't th- I don't think it's so much they beat them out. It's just just how Pumas makes money. You know, it's 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 that's we talked about it here. Um, with some of the clubs, that's that's the big. Well, not some majority of the clubs. That's 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 how they bring in money through through player transfer, especially if they yeah. bring players from abroad because they could get them pretty cheap uh, and then sell them for like three, four, five times whatever they paid for. Um, and and we've heard it before about the the double enable and even triple contracts. You know, one one for the player. Uh, the real one, the one they report to the Hacienda, which will be <laughs> the IRS. So <laughs> it's a lot of shenanigans going on. But yeah, yeah, especially teams like Pumas, you know, they, they're they not really, they don't have like a big company behind them. I know they get some funds, like they don't have to pay, I think, for the stadium or, or stuff because of the university. But I mean, you know, for them to compete against like like um, the the Tigres and, and you know some of the others that have big corporations funneling money, so so like Pumas even Pachuca that that's that's how they're gonna make money, having in some players and and you know they do good and then sell them and then try to bring in another another good player and uh, I, I was uh there's sorry go ahead. No, no. Then I said, you know, like like you were mentioning, uh, Coco, Coco something, and they have Dineno, which I guess in a season or two he's he's gonna be gone, man. Yeah, he'll probably be joining him at Tigres. <laughs> I was looking at his trajectory. He uh, he's from Paraguay, but he played majorly in, in Chile, and then got picked up by Necaxa in 2017, and then went to Pumas, killed it. Now he's at Tigres. Uh, go ahead, Chiquis. Yeah, it depends. I was saying if uh, Dineno continues to play well, if like he, you know, he keeps his level up, like because Carlos Gonzalez, he had his, he was a solid player throughout his time with Pumas, and that's what Dineno's going to have to do. He can't just have like his good first season and then sort of fade away. Yeah, I mean, I've seen players have that like that crazy run, and then. Uh, some poor team will buy them, and then they get. We, he, sorry, man, I ran out of goals. Um, one player that comes to mind is uh, Carlos Ochoa. He had a great run, and then Chivas bought him, scored a bunch of goals in Interliga, and then never scored for Chivas ever again. <laughs> it's like, yo, what happened, man? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he he helped the team. I think they they went in the Interliga was used to qualify to Libertadores, and he played a big role in that. And then he sort of fizzled out. Then Ochoa was the player that Aguirre had taken to Osasuna. Um, you know, that's he, right. He couldn't. He could. He just. He couldn't. He took him in Vidrio, I think, and 
And then that was it, dude. He's like, I'm done trying to bring Mexicans back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he brought any more. Yeah. So uh, that basically covers the, the league matches. Uh, I forget to mention Toluca uh, 1 2 0. And with that, they are currently top of the league. Seven points. Santos has seven points as well. Uh, but the goal differential is better for Toluca. Then Rayados, then Tigres, then Querétaro, Tijuana, Pumas, Puebla, Mazatlán, Atletic, Atletico San Luis. That's the top 10. America, Cruz Azul, Necaxa, Juarez, Pachuca, Chivas, León, and Atlas in dead last. But uh, León still, uh, they have a game pending. They were supposed to play uh, against uh, Monterrey, but the game got postponed. Same with Juarez. They were supposed to play America. That game got postponed, but it looks like it's uh, set to be uh, played tomorrow at 6.30, which is quite interesting because after that, they'll play Chivas on Saturday. So Juarez is going to have to uh, use the team and, I don't know, I guess rotate it wisely. Uh, two games in a matter of, what, five days? That's not enough time for resting. No, these professionals, man. Plus, that's why they have what twenty-three player squads. How did we forget about the big news after teasing and rumoring for <laughs> an, uh, feels like a year? It, it is official. Uh, the Mexican Messi La, La Trophies Lopez is joining San Jose Earthquakes under the Matias Almeida project. How do we feel? Well, and it's. He, he left, so he finally left. That's the thing, you know, because they had been talked about for at least a year, maybe longer, of trophies leaving Chivas. Uh, and he left on a loan. That's right. With, uh, and his contract is like a loan with a... Uh, Option to extend for six of, months? Of to, yeah, to extend the loan. And then... And then... <laughs> Option to buy... To buy. <laughs> Like extended warranty. <laughs> Man, that's, that's a you get warranty and then extended warranty. That's they're, they're gonna put a chip when on. you go to GameStop and you want to pay two more dollars in case you, you scratch the disc. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna put a track. They're gonna put a tracker on his phone if he enters a bar. Like, if he enters a bar like three times in a week, then he you know his contract is void. <laughs> It's got the house and, arrest ankle. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I don't think they would disclose that, but I do think they would have something like that because they did. And we we okay, Disco Rayado here, but we we talked about it uh, in the previous pod about um, this. It was this player, and I, I forgot his name. Something Fernandez, I think. Brian Brian Fernandez. Necaxa yeah. guy, Necaxa let oh, him go because he was he, uh, he did he was coke. A, a hard... Man, I thought he was just he was just a heavy drinker, but I know he he came to MLS and I think um he got he arrested was... or something. No, he he, he his con- his like contract got canceled. Yeah, oh. yeah. He was gonna yeah, go to Portland. Like... Uh, he was at Necaxa. He went to Portland, and then play. I think he was doing pretty good, and then I think he just he relapsed or something. Oh yeah, substance abuse. Yeah, yeah, and I haven't heard of that dude since. Um, He's playing in Colon. 
Oh, so he went back to Argentina. Uh, looks like it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a team from oh. Santa Fe. Yo, so, ch- um, check this out. Shortly after signing with Colón, uh, Fernandez reportedly disappeared <laughs> and failed to arrive for training for three days. Wow. Damn. He just went to, yeah, this dude is. He was on a bender. Is that what they call it? A <laughs> rager? I don't a, know. Man. A bender. It's like when you go dr- get drunk for like three days in a row or something. Damn. Damn. I think Jaime would know more about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, long retired. What happened? What does it mean to go on a bender? On a bender is just like when you're just binge drinking or, you know, binge doing yeah. uh, sub- some kind of substance. Uh, yeah, so he, he went on a bender and he was lost for three days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I think, I do think, and especially I think because they're smart enough. Yeah, he got, I think, he, got think, he got banned for two years. Yeah. I, I do think St. Joe would do something like that. And just be like, we, I can't, we can't, um, you know, because of the wages and, and, you know, the way MLS operates where they have a wage cap, not a wage cap. Um, they do a have wage, a salary like cap. A, a lim- cap, cap. I said salary cap. cap. Yeah. Yeah. There's a paisa in me, Jaime. I'm straight. I'm paisa like that. So, uh, but yeah, so they have a salary cap. Um, and so, I, I mean, I, I think they're going to, especially team like that it doesn't bring that many players they're gonna look to protect it and they'll probably let them know man are you still, you know well, this, uh you start doing some of this stuff we're just shipping you back you know sending you back over there and and uh especially because the rumor the big the big rumor today i mean i don't know if chickies you heard it as well you might be headed to san jose i heard that so Layun would be the the big name, and then Trophies would be like the. Let's hope he could. Uh, don't disrespect I, I do him think, like that. I think right now, no, I, I, think, I think he's his biggest enemy because I think he has all the talent to to be like an exceptional player. But he and I got in big discussions with like with Juwan and and uh, Pichichi at the, you know. At the, at the Chivas boards, and it's it's you know they blame Chivas, but I, I blame I blame the player. I think he's he holds himself back. Yeah. Um. As far as the wage go, the salary it, he's gonna be making what he made at Chivas, which was uh, uh, uh it was six hundred k. I think six hundred k. Yeah. So that's not changing. The question is, who's paying that? I don't know if they split it. You know, halves, halvesies. You know, if Chivas playing half and, and San Jose is paying half, because uh, there's no transfer fee involved with this. It's just a loan, and and you know, uh, Layun, you know, going to San Jose would be interesting. Um, San Jose doesn't have a designated player, so <laughs> I don't think that either player would hit that designated player's you know salary. I don't think either player's making that much money. So uh, it just goes to show how frugal San Jose is. They're a very frugal club. They don't really spend that much. So, and, and they're, I, I think like they got a pretty good bargain. For trophies? For, I mean, and if they manage to get uh, Lyon as well, I mean, that's a pretty good deal. 
Yeah, Chofis could be, but I mean, he he could be the the bargain buy of the you know of the season, or he could just be a big bust. You know, he could be another Geo. Um, and well, Ayun, Ayun's good, man. He's he's. Uh, man, I wonder why he's leaving though. I think he's not really you know, playing at Rayados. Ah, so that's that's part of it. Yeah, he's okay. he's like resorted to like you know bench at this point of his career, you know, which is so so strange because you know I I can remember a couple of years ago he was like one of the best players in Portugal, you know. Um, yeah, he was. And it's just and one. No, not just Portugal. His stats. Yeah. He had that one season where he was. Yeah, like an assist. One of the best players. Yeah. Yeah, he had the most assists and all that. Uh, you know, I I think. Uh, but I, I'm surprised. St. Joe, yeah. how they load up with so many Mexicans. <laughs> it's like, uh, Layun is like a, he's kind of like a white girl, you know, once they hit their 30s, they just, ooh, what happened? <laughs> he used to be bad, he used to be hot. It's just, uh, they don't age that well, you know, once they hit their thir- their mid-30s, it's just like, yikes, aging like milk. And uh, he's still fairly young, he's 32 years old. Had a, Like I said, he had a great outing in Porto and you know, unfortunately, uh, went back to Mexico. Yeah, I, you know, and it's, 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 um, I don't think, cause I, I feel you're being a bit harsh with the age. Maybe cause I'm more viejito, but some of these dudes, 32, 33, that's not, to me, it's not that old, but I, I think like, like soccer wise, if, if the players are, are on top of it, they could still be very competitive, you know? They could still be very good. Um, I don't expect him to be like Sanetti that played up until he was like 42. Um, and he was still running, you know, still yeah. running 20-year-olds. But I, I think uh, you, you sort of hit your prime. So you hit your prime around 28, and you're supposed to hold on to it for like four or five years. And then there's that bit of a decline. And then I, I would put when players are like, you know, they slow down and all that, about 35, you know, 35, yeah. 36. But I think 32, 33, they should still be at a really good, you know. I mean, because right now, what what's that? That's pretty much what Messi and CR7, they're like around that age. Uh, Ronaldo, I think just turned 20, 35. Yeah, see, and I mean, and um, of course, those are exceptional guys. Oh, I'm sorry, I mean, he's turning uh, 36 this year. Holy shit! See, uh, I know yeah, Messi's I mean, younger, dude, and we saw, and we saw Slatan what he's doing. What he's shaving like his head? Or <laughs> 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 no, man, this is the quality of goals he's scoring. And yeah, still scoring. Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, I think with some of these players. Like if they lose their mojo, for whatever reason, yeah, mm-hmm. se apagan. And we saw when Marquez comes comes to, uh, you know, New York Red Bulls. Oh yeah. He plays like crap. He lands in Leo Pachuca, continues playing horrible, until he he goes to Leon, and all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but the fire was lit in his ass. He goes on to play really good. He goes on to go to to Serie A and play play in Italy. 
Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, he's he's about to retire and he's going to Europe. You gotta, you got all these Mexican kids can't even go abroad. <laughs> this guy is leaving and, and he's when he came back. Yeah, he went yeah. to Europe and came back and then went again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, I, yeah. I I do think for me it's 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 the mentality. I think, especially with players like Layun that. They've demonstrated what they could do at, at, at the highest level and with the national team. And then all of a sudden, they they suck. Um, I wouldn't put it with age. I put it more with mentality. I agree. You know, like 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 they could reach that where it's like I'm just I'm just cashing my chips out. I just really don't care. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a good money where I can. Yeah, I mean, before we started the show, uh, Chiquis was telling me that uh, Chicharito was streaming. You know, it's just like, it's just, <laughs> it's just like different, you know, mentality, man. It's just not ambitious anymore. He's banking it. He's making those books on Twitch. He's making, he's making what, five million at the Galaxy? He doesn't need, he doesn't need to be streaming, man. He needs to be. Yeah, how much taking free kicks, making? man. He, he, that's right. He should be practicing free kicks. I don't know if to sundown. How much? How much could he be making? Cheeky's all streaming. There's no couple way. thousand. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think he gets anywhere near. What there's he's no way. No. He, he like oh, what? What his salary is per week with LA Galaxy? There's no way streaming gets no. anywhere close to that, man. Unless, unless he becomes the next PewDiePie. You can get a lot of money, but it's not not the way he's going. You have to do YouTube videos. The only way I the, could see him getting close, and I mean like where it still probably wouldn't be close, is if he started OnlyFans and started pimping out Sarah or whatever. <laughs> OnlyFans. Um you know he or took he, a he, he wants to go play the World Cup of Call of Duty. He started uh big tournaments. Yeah. Uh, uh there was something I was gonna say and I forgot. Damn. I hate when that happens. Started something? No, it was about Chicharito. I forgot. Man, it'll come back to me. You said he started. I'm just saying, like, you know, there's no way. Oh, okay. So just to give you an example, right? Uh, Bruno Fernandez, uh, Manchester United player, was told that he was not going to start in the FA Cup um, match. And what he did after they told him that is he stayed after training and practiced his free kicks. What does he do in the FA cup against Liverpool? He comes in as a sub takes a free kick. He scores the winning goal. It's like, there are levels to this man. It's how you dis. you know, it's, it's not what happens to you. It's, it's the, it's the choices you make, the decisions you make after that. That's what makes you. And, and, you know, yeah. If I'm if I'm Javier Hernandez, I got a fire under my ass because I had a terrible, you know, debut season in the MLS. They're paying me a lot of money, and the least I can do is is leave it all on the pitch, man. And even after that, I should still be training after hours and getting back to my prime, you know, peak performance. Like it's the least I, I it's it's my only job. It's you have one job, and that's to score goals, that's, man. You know that's that's a really good analogy, and and. You know, it, it kind of shows how Chicharro handled it because he was at Sevilla and, and he could have just, if he wanted to stay in Europe, he could have worked hard and tried to, like, improve there. And instead, he 
he decides to to kind of hang up his boots because we see it when he's crying, you know, he's telling his dad and he's he's crying and saying like, it almost sounds like he's saying that my career's over. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's at the end. That's basically what he said. He claimed Las Golondrinas and taking tequila shots and, but, and, and yeah, that, that was just the wrong attitude. Very wrong. And, and we, and, uh, you know, I mentioned Zlatan again. He, he came, he came over here and he's in Milan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, he was like, this shit's too easy, man. I'm going back to Europe, dude. This is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so to me, it's the, men- the mentality, you know, it's, it's, Big, big part. I can agree with all that, but uh, um, and it could, you know, could all be true in a negative for for Chicharito. But there is time in the day where where you have he could stream, you know. Um, I am noticing on his uh, Instagram, he is posting a lot more of himself working out and, and doing things. I think there was actually a weird uh, video of a guy massaging <laughs> a guy giving I saw him. That one. He, he was like, what? What? he was like butt ass naked. Yeah, he was. I thought that was photoshopped, but it's real. <laughs> he was being funny, man. So he's so I, so I, I'm okay with him doing like um, in the evenings doing stuff as long because he there is still time to to you know work out hard to do everything you can to like stay after practice and practice your kicks and stuff like that. Um, but it could very you know you never know. It could very well be he is you know slacking. But he could, you know, have just some spare time and stream a little bit. But no, he needs to be watching videos, and <laughs> studying. I have, yeah, I have no, I, I have no problem with you know what he does uh, outside of you know his nine to five or whatever. You know, you go to training, you work out. I mean, I, I'm not saying he should be training or working out all day every day, but at least like keep that to yourself. You know what I mean? Because like if you're yes. If you're publicly like, hey, look at me, I'm streaming. It, even if you, they don't know that you spent, you know, from 6 a.m. to like, what, 6 p.m. You were, you know, working your ass off. The public doesn't know that. You know what I mean? They assume you're just, you know, you're just at, yeah. lazy. You know what I mean? That's just the perception. And 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 um, and then when you don't have the results to back up, you know what I mean? Then it's like, then it's even worse. It, it, it just, it, it fuels the fire. You know what I mean? Look at Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo, he scores every weekend. He, I think he just became the, the top goal scorer of all time, of all history. You know what I mean? And you look at his stories. You look at his social media. He doesn't really have a presence on social media. But anytime I see a clip of him, he's working out or he has his, he has his kid on his back doing push-ups. Like, dude, this guy is just a machine, bro. He just doesn't. Yeah. What, what does he have time to stream? Never, dude. He wants to be the best player in the world. Or he's got we need to collect some of his sweat. Yeah. His bath water? Sneak it, sneak it into his bath water. Girls be doing that. They be selling bath water on, on fucking OnlyFans and shit. He, he, or he's, or he's uh, got his shirt off and showing off the results, you know, the results of all this hard work. Yeah. So you got results on the field. You got results in your abs. You got results in the, uh, like the, a nice house that he has. And all, or I think he's even got like a running pool. Uh, inside his house, like a like, like a, a like a pool with a treadmill on a, it. A pool with a treadmill, and then like I think it's got a current so you can swim. Jesus, that dude! Got, and then like his son used to post I like swim against the current. Yeah, swim against the current and stuff like that. Damn, jeez, so man! Dude, um, 
this so guy's going to be like, playing till he's like 40. But I, I don't care though. Like for, for as far as Chich- to defend Chicharito a little bit, like appearances, as long as you know you're doing all the work you are, and even though the you know the fans and stuff aren't seeing it, and you know the, the appearances seem that you're just streaming all day, man, I don't care. But it, it's because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Sure, if he, if that happens, Chicharito can come out and say, "Well, listen, this is my schedule." Just so you guys, I don't have to tell you this, but just you guys <laughs> complaining, this is my schedule of how many hours I work out. Here, and here's the window where I, where I got cheated on this is the exact window of my day oh, where dreyfus comes in and slams my wife <laughs> dang <laughs> sorry well, i had to do it dreyfus dreyfus probably has a better six-pack than chicharito from what i'm seeing we, we could ask we could always we could ask, ask sarah we could always ask sarah <laughs> oh, okay. oh, my God. oh boys it's been, yeah we Kidder up on the Instagram. Quien está más picudo? Yeah. I want to do a comparison. Oh, <laughs> uh, come back on the next episode. I'm curious to hear uh, what what you find out. Um, I'll post a picture in the in the chat. So yeah, boys, that, that pretty much wraps up week three. Um, I'll put a little asterisk when I say that because uh, the the game of uh, America and Juarez was rescheduled for tomorrow. So we'll obviously on our next episode recap that. And uh, as of right now, Toluca's the the team to beat along with Santos, uh, Chivas, Chivas fans out there. Just you know, just bite the pillow. It's going to be a long season, and. <laughs> Hopefully the results get. I mean, they can't certainly get any worse, right? I mean, you got Juarez. Ah, man, just just win, just win. You know, like the Raiders used to say, just win, baby. That's that's all. That's all I care, man. Just get a win against Juarez, and we can start to you know believe again. But as of right now, it's Busetich, man. They're gonna start sharpening the guillotine, man. I think. No, I, I, I'm gonna have to. I have to go against you there, um, Jaime. I think, uh, you know, I think Pelias, just the way he is as as GM or sporting president or, or whatever, um, he's always been more of, of the, he'll give you the whole season. I, I think the whole Tena was the only time I, I, I've seen him sack someone so early in the season. Uh, but for the most part, he'll write it, he'll write it out. And especially because... He's part of this, you know. He he brought Buse and he built the squad. So he takes some of that blame too, you know. With, mm. If, if it, the season is a failure, he's part of it. So, I mean, I think he's always been conscious about that. Unless something happened and, and him and Buse aren't, you know, they're bumping heads. But I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, it's, I don't think that's the problem, but I, I do think um, I do think Pelias would will, you know, hold on to him. We'll see, man. It's a short season, and uh, we've seen. And then don't forget, don't forget, I'm at twelfth place qualifies. We've yeah. Well, right now we wouldn't be qualifying for the yeah because we're sixteenth. Um, but <laughs> it's it's that's the nature of the beast, man. Impulsive. And and short, I mean, you've seen coaches get the axe very very quickly for a lot less. So, 
Uh, I'm just going to be a little bit skeptical until I see. I I, I want to see sh- sweat on the shirts. I want to see them fighting for every ball, man. Because right now they don't have the ambition. Um, any closing thoughts before we we end the podcast tonight, boys? Uh, I, man, guess I, I just made. I sorry, Chiggy's didn't mean to interrupt. I I just made mine. That was mine. Okay, that was my closing thoughts, Chiggy's. Uh, maybe a a thought for a future topic. Um, not new, but Rodolfo Landeros got a uh, tweeted out today saying a terrible start to Liga MX. The level of play is terrible or is uh, lamentable. So he talks. He's talked about the level of play versus MLS before. Um, you know, saying MLS is better. I remember. I don't that know tweet. what what everyone thinks. I don't know what you guys think from watching the games. If you think since COVID, like the league play and the standard of quality of play has gone really low. Um, but that was an interesting comment that all of a sudden he's saying Liga makes things <laughs> with the level of play. You know, or you know how before we would see. Uh, like clips of this is MLS and they would be like people kicking the ball to the moon or like that, <laughs> like they're a horrible, the horrible one touch and stuff like that. And people, everyone would make fun of MLS. I mean, it sounds like that's happening to Liga MX. I don't know, but, uh, no, I, Liga MX, it, it has its fair share of, of like dud, boring games. And then it'll have these really awesome games just out of nowhere. Um, so like like and if you heard Tom Harrison, how he became Liga MX fan and he said uh, he was watching a game that was, that was being shown at like three o'clock in the morning, and it was like uh, Morelia versus like Veracruz or something like that, and the game he found it so exciting. He's he's become a long you know he became a big fan to the point he ended up working at Santos. I'm not sure what his whereabouts are. But you know, this was some dude in England watching, watching, uh, you know, Liga MX, and so I think, I think that's that's the whole thing where it's like, there's there's some whack games, but then at the same time you'll see some really really good, really good stuff. Um, before you know, I'll, this would be my last thing uh, while we had, uh, but I don't think Rodolfo Landeros would be saying that if his current employer. I mean, if he wasn't working where he's working now, that's just, I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah. And you can't, you can't shit where you, where you work. You know what I mean? So it's like, of course he's going to give MLS the hype. And you, and you see it happen with a lot of journalists as soon as they change teams or they change uh, networks, all of a sudden the MLS is the greatest thing since sliced bread. So I will say, and I will give him a little bit of credit. It, it, it's been uh, flojo. The season has been very, very slow, very, very loose, at least in the first three fixtures. Leon has yet to wake up from their, you know, their, their victory. So I, I understand the criticism there. Um, but we're just getting started. You know, we're three fixtures in. Um, by the time MLS kicks off in March or April, the the, ML, the Liga Mekis will be running like a fine-tuned, you know, Moishin. And I'll leave it there. Word. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for your ongoing support. All the listeners out there, we appreciate you so much. And if you have something 
that you want to say to us. Again, leave us a voicemail on Anchor. Very easy to do. And uh, hope everyone has a great night.